the Wellspring Real World Podcast, um, building real faith in a real world. We wanted to kind of do this kind of setting as a podcast because um, we are always having conversations about how things that are going on in our world and how does faith play into those. So a few weeks ago, um, we did an interview with um, Dina R.C., Christian counselor, and Dr. Jeff Newenhouse where um, they talked about how during this pandemic, how mental health kind of connects with that and talked about faith. And it was a really powerful conversation. So if you haven't checked that out, I'll leave it down below in the description box. You can watch that. Um, But today we wanted to sit around as a staff and kind of chew on this topic from our perspective. So today we have Gabriel. Yeah. Yep. I'm a worship lead at Wellspring. Cool. Cool. And and I'm Jordan. I uh, run the youth ministry here at Wellspring. Jason, lead pastor here. Cool. <laughs> and I'm Graham, uh, executive pastor here at Wallspring. So um, we're just going to jump right into it. So question so, one, um, how do unmet expectations impact our mental health? Man, this is such a like, you, you could probably do a whole podcast just on unmet expectations. But when you guys think of that, of this topic, you think about you've watched the interview, how does mental health and unmet expectations kind of hit you? I feel like it's everything. Like it's it's like it affects our faith in the sense of like how much do we look at God and say like you didn't meet my expectations mm-hmm. and it brings us to this crisis of faith which absolutely has to have a mental health aspect mm-hmm. to it. And then we had a lot of expectations on how 2020 was going to go. Mm-hmm. And that went to crap uh, by the end of March. Mm-hmm. And it's dealing with this is not how I envisioned life going right now. Mm-hmm. Like none of us could have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. From a personal standpoint, even going like a level of the personal side of this, like I was like, all right, you know what? May and June, those are my those are my months that I get fit. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah. you know, we got a bulking season uh-huh. during the winter and stuff, and I'm like, you know, May and June, the basketball courts open up, and I'm out there every night playing, and that wasn't there for me. So yeah. this is here's an expectation that I even take a a physical health. Now that expectation isn't being met. We've talked about not being able to go to the gym and mm-hmm. and different habits that we have of eating that have led us to like, man, I really don't like the way my body looks right now or the way that I feel. Yeah. So like that has affected, I feel like in a lot of ways that's affected my mental health and my even perception of like, you know, what I look like or how I feel mm-hmm. too, you know. One of my favorite lines is expectations lead to future resentments. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, well, um, one of the <clears> things that's kind of, we put a lot of expectations on God. Yeah. So we had like, again, we had visions. We had, again, we all got out of January, like 2020 is going to be our year. (laughs) Like God's going to see us do things. And then all of that within a matter of a week went up in smoke. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of us have probably struggled with our faith. And again, we're talking about how like mental health and our faith kind of connect where we got to a position of like, God, what are you doing? I had my year planned out. I had my ministry planned out. I had my purpose planned out. I had all these things. And we're probably some of us watching this. And I know I've kind of had moments of this of like, I'm resentful towards God Mm because I had these expectations and God, you, you, I mean, if we're bold enough, you you failed me. Like I had this going on and now I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, talking about like being in this pandemic and isolation and loneliness, I think a lot of us are probably circling that drain of like, man, what am I doing? For me, it also sometimes changes the way I approach God in a sense because hmm. Uh, hmm. because I had high expectations of how 2020 was going to go. Mm-hmm. It didn't go that well. Now my prayer kind of changed to God, help me when hard times come mm-hmm. to stay firm and to have a healthy mm-hmm. um, spiritual life versus 
I had no idea this was going to happen. I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we see in this world that there's some warnings about some hardship we're going to encounter. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that expectation helps us cry out to God to ask for preparation when things get tougher. Mm-hmm. You know? and, it goes, and it goes to like part of that prayer is like there's like this almost movement. I, and I, like I still kind of like am wishy-washy with it, but almost this movement of like you, you pray it into existence. Like you pray like, God, I'm praying this and I'm going to pray with the expectation that this is going to happen. Like that's kind of like a testament mm-hmm. of faith. Mm-hmm. I prayed some stuff at the beginning of mm. 2020 that at that time, God must have like, you have just <laughs> made, <you> know? <laughs> uh, and it, and yeah. it like, and then, so like, then it's like reshaping your expectations. So like, we're, we're saying this like with expectations of like how by the end of March, all of our expectations got blown up, but then mental health, the battle there was almost like, okay, we're readjusting our expectations, mm-hmm. thinking that this will only last a month, thinking that this will be over soon, thinking that this will just, okay, well, we're, well, well, you know, we'll, but then all of a sudden, like, even like in the midst of it, God was saying like, what, you can expect nothing. Yeah. Like you can, like, here's you, here's where you take comp because our expectations is oftentimes like where we're putting our confidence, like, here's what you can expect. I got you. Yeah. Here's yep. where your confidence right. is. Mm-hmm. And it, right. and that, Seeing like old things as truly dead, and then reestablishing our expectations and the only thing that is living, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, it goes in that point of like, who is our idol? Who is our God? Mm-hmm. Well, for a lot of us, our expectations, our goals, our yeah, habits yeah. became our God. And mm-hmm. when all that wiped away, it's like, well, what am I left? And I think a lot of us had to get a punch in the stomach of like, oh, maybe God hasn't really been my God in some areas of my yeah. life. Yeah. And so huh. I think yeah. for those of for us that idols. have kind of like are kind of getting up out of the hole right now, it's because we're coming to terms with like, yeah, I have to, my trust is in God, my confidence is in God, my plans are in God. And for those of us that are still struggling, it's probably we're still wrestling with this idea of who's really controlling my life. So one of the other things that in the interview that they talked about, and I know we've all kind of had this same conversation, is this idea of how important sleep is to <laughs> mental health. Oh, yeah. Um, and this idea of sleep <laughs> deprivation leads to struggle and poor perspective on life. So I wanted to kind of talk to you guys about how have you seen in your own life poor sleep impact you and how do you protect yourself if you do? So. Dina Arce is your mom. My mother. Right. And so She's I a love, wonderful woman. I love being on Team Arce with your mom. Mm-hmm. So like this is something that impacted you, I know. Yeah. Through pandemic. Yeah. So just go ahead and tell your mom she's right. And then how was that? What was that? (laughs) My mother is always right. (laughs) Um, you know, sleep is something that um I think I'm young and fun and I try to get, I try to fit a lot of things in between, you know, when I wake up to when I go to sleep, I try to get the whole world solved and every amount of fun that I can have. And, you know, a lot of nights that ends at at one o'clock or two o'clock in the morning in my room, like trying to fit in my time with God or trying to fit in my, my time reading a book or something that I'm supposed to be working on. And, you know, I really felt over pandemic, you know, there was so much freedom in our schedules where, you know, I don't have to be here at this time. I don't have to be there at this time. You know, everything shut down. Like, the only thing I know is I got to get to the store by seven o'clock before it closes. (laughs) You know, so it just gave us this freedom to live by. And and it really like took away our boundaries and our restrictions. Mm -hmm. So what that did to someone like myself who wasn't really disciplined with my sleep schedule or even much of my schedule at all was I had all this freedom to work at two o'clock in the morning and and sleep till noon if Mm -hmm. I needed to. And what that really did was put me in a place where um, 
you know, I wasn't, I didn't have a healthy mind to be doing the work that I was doing. And we've talked how, you know, so many people right now are struggling with apathy mm-hmm. and feeling like a lack of passion towards life or a lack of passion towards what God's calling them to do or asking them to do, or even just like a passion to get out of bed and do something, you know? And hmm. um, I was feeling that for, for about a month there. I think it was about a month and a half ago. I was really feeling this deep apathy, just like, man, I'm struggling. There's no flavor in life. There's no hmm. passion hmm. in life. And I really stemmed that back to one, my physical rest and two, my spiritual rest with Christ. Mm -hmm. Just that alone time with God, just God, me and you restore me, refresh me. And, you know, God provides us with that Sabbath. He, he, it's a, it's a commandment to take that Sabbath because he knows we need that physical rest, but that physical rest also helps our spiritual rest as well. Now for you too, like thinking of what you just said, if left unchecked, Mm mentally that can take you i mean it can i got you to a, a dark place but yeah. it can take you to a really yeah. dark place yeah. and i think that for a lot of us is that's what one of the reasons why sleep needs to be so protected yeah um i think for me sleep is man if one of i forget who it was but someone said one of the greatest discipleship lessons is get a good night's sleep because yeah. i know for me let's say i get in a conversation with somebody if i haven't slept well my mind right. takes conversations in places that they don't need to be right. like did, yeah. did they really say that like, how, what did they really mean and i always go dark now huh. n- a lot of times i'll just go to bed wake up in the morning and be like oh no that was fine i was right. being an idiot but so if you let that go night after night after night after night, mm-hmm. man, you, it affects your relationships. Read an email when you're exhausted and yes. then when you're energized right. and you read it two completely yeah, different, different ways. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Also God, should, God needs our best mm-hmm. and he needs uh, the best of ourselves. And I, mm-hmm. I think rest is important for us to give him the best version of us for him to use it. Mm-hmm. for his glory mm-hmm. and that all that's connected to you know sleeping well mm-hmm. um, having a good night's sleep like you said mm-hmm. um, it's important yeah. um, to be in good shape for that mm-hmm. you know, I mean we we value simplicity and I see Dr. Newhouse he can't tell you that but I can tell you that um, I see him regularly to check in on my mental health and a time where I was stressing mentally just in a really dark place and I was he asked me like well how's your sleep and I was like it's fine and then I checked my Fitbit app and I realized for like four or five weeks straight, my average was under six hours. It was in like the low fives. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's clinically sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so what? Like I'm an animal. And, uh, <laughs> and so he's like, no, like. Test me. Yeah, just, just get, you have to get at least six hours. Yeah. Like that has to be your average. And so like I made that one simple shift and just that perspective shift, just that like, mm-hmm. okay, where, where my default might be instantly to see something dark, it still might be my default, but I don't live in the dark as long. Right. Um, mm-hmm. it, it shortens that curve and like, and just, there's something about waking up refreshed yeah. and like how that helps you attack your day. Mm-hmm. And that like, of course it's gonna help your mental health. Like yeah. you're giving your mind some literal rest. Right, yeah. Um, so one, as we kind of wrap up, this is the last question for today. Um, if you kind of take what your conversation was, a lot of it came down to like thankfulness, perspective. Mm-hmm. So in your kind of own walk and when you think about mental health, how do you see thankfulness playing out in your mind? Do you see, I mean, is, is it a driver for you? Is it unneeded for you? Like, or is it? You have to. Like, like, uh, like we did a whole series on glass half empty mm-hmm. and to, to view the glass as half empty is to live empty. Mm-hmm. And like 
there is so much to be thankful. And so like when, when life hits the fan, when a pandemic happens, we, all of the things that we were making idols and that we were thankful for, now we have to redirect to God and true God, you are truly where I'm thankful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always have you, I always have a source of gratitude. And then to say like, to get to the point where you're like, okay, you needed to kill this. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful you killed it. Mm-hmm. Like, Mm. Like to be like, wow, that hurts. Mm-hmm. But like that whole notion, like as a Christian, like to be thankful for the pruning, mm-hmm. to be thankful of God stripping back and to trust that he's going to bring something better. It like then all of a sudden, like what God is stripping back a source of being grateful. Then you start getting excited that this is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it's like, okay, God, I can do this. I can attack opportunity yeah. if I, if I'm not dwelling on what looks like a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things to do, well, one, one of the, someone discipled me in this. I, I walked in someone's office and they were just, I was just railing on them and how awful my life was and how everything was going wrong. <laughs> and he called me out and he's like, you know, you don't really seem thankful. I want you to mm-hmm. take the next week and all I want you to pray about is being thankful. Yeah. And, you gave me. and that I have. But given, you gave me that too. <laughs> And I have literally told so many people yeah. that because when you shift your perspective, yeah. it's amazing how everything changes. And again, I love I love watching it. Like someone comes at you and is like, oh, my life's not great. Mm-hmm. And you spend five minutes with them saying, hey, what about this? What about this? Yeah. And you, and by the end of the conversation, you literally see their body language yeah. change. Of like, man, I didn't, I've had a bad perspective. I didn't realize all the things God was doing or how great, you know, how many things I have to be grateful for. And again, you can literally see a physical manifestation of what gratefulness does to your demeanor. Yeah. And Did, so you you gave me that advice, and so I'm going to ask you a question. Like, it brought me to a place of worship. Mm-hmm. Did you see that that connection? Like, yeah, because why? I don't. Man, a place of gratitude, especially when in terms of faith, all you do, all it all has to bring you back to worship. Because you're thinking, God, thank you for yeah. you giving me this. Thank you for giving me this. And if you have faith. I don't see another direction it can take you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's what it was for me. Of And when you're in a place of worship, because I don't think you can be in a place of worship and not be thankful. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think those things can coexist because if you're unthankful, who are, why, who yeah. are you worshiping? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think, and I, I mean, that goes for any of us. Like if you're in a place where like, I don't feel like I can worship, there's some you're probably lacking gratitude. Yeah. There's something in your heart. Yeah. yeah there's something in your heart and life that is building a wedge between you not being able to worship God. So, and that's what I think I love about gratitude and worship is they're really in tandem to me. Yeah. I find that for me with gratitude, I think I, the thing that helps me a lot is looking back at God's faithfulness in the past mm-hmm. Because I could be walking through something right now that hurts so bad and I'm struggling through and I don't see, you know, how could God possibly make this good? How could God possibly turn what the enemy meant for evil into good? And I'm sitting here like, there's no way that, you know, I can have gratitude in this situation. But I think when we can recount God's faithfulness in the past and past struggles and past times and past hurt, and we can see how God gets glory through everything that goes on, we can look at our current situation and say, you know what, like you were saying, this is an opportunity to endure and to see God's faithfulness in this and to lean on God's strength and help me walk through this mm-hmm. situation right now, mm-hmm. you know, which is just leads us back to that praise and worship of I'm so grateful that like, that's the God that I have. That's yeah. the God that I serve that I know is always faithful and will always be strong enough to hold 
everything together, mm-hmm. you know? Well, that's, we had a kind of off the cuff conversation before this podcast about kind of old Testament. And that's what I love about, yeah. but scripture is like, it takes you in of yeah. going, man, if God could do that, mm-hmm. what, why couldn't he do it for me? Right. And I think having a, a healthy perspective of scripture, but like, if you're not in scripture and you're not seeing what God's mm-hmm. done, and when we say God is, you, we are more than conquerors. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Well, if you don't have scripture, then how would you know that? How would you be able to feel that? How would you get to see how God through the ages right. has um, done incredible things to people? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a lot of times that next step of like, man, what is your kind of scripture reading right. like? You know, are you spending time with God? Because if you're not in prayer, you're not spending time with God, man, it's very easy to get lost in your own mind. Mm-hmm. And man, the worst perspective you can have is what comes from within. Yeah. And that like with the scope of history now, like we can all attest, God can bring blessing out of anything. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like if you don't, you can't make the most of a blessing if you never see the blessing. Mm -hmm. And, and so like when I'm focused on the negative, I don't see the blessing. So I can't then make the most of the blessing. And so like when I was focused on the negative, I don't see the blessing of extra time with my kids. Mm -hmm. When I don't see the blessing of what we get from any, like we get Friday as our day off. Like that's a blessing. Okay, yeah, we have to work on Sundays, but like when we when we focus in on when we lose sight of like this is a blessing, so make the most of this. Like yeah. that's true throughout pandemic. Like yeah. we're working from home or we're like hours or like we're not we're not so busy with schedules, right? You can look at that negatively, but if you look at it as a blessing, you'll treat it differently. Just, like, yeah. just well that goes to your point of um, that original question, expectations. How are you defining blessing? And I think this is where a lot of us get in trouble too, is like, well, I had this expectation of what blessing in my life was going to be like, that did not align with scripture. That did not align with what God had for you. God doesn't owe me this. Right. Right. So, so when you see like, well, that's, that's not the blessing I wanted. Yeah. You know? And so basically you're saying, God, you know, what you gave me isn't good enough. I think Mm -hmm. that's a place that, man, we all need to gut check it. (laughs) For me, uh, I mean, this sounds cliche, but when I think about thankful, I think about heaven mm-hmm. and I think about this is all temporary. This is all going to pass away mm-hmm. one day. And mm-hmm. to think about, you know, what awaits for us mm-hmm. is just fuels me to be thankful and to see, you know, the glass half full. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. That helps me a lot. Cool. Well, that's it for um, this episode of the Wellspring Real World Podcast. So I want to thank our, our, our table here. Gabe. Cool. Jordan. Yep. Jason. Cool. And Graham. So um, if you like this episode, uh, be sure to share it with someone. I'm sure a lot of the topics um, that we're talking about today, there's someone either it's you personally or someone in your life that could be encouraged by the stuff we were talking about today. So share this. Um, if you're listening to on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. It's so helpful uh, to get the message out. Um, so that's it for this week's episode. Um, again, we hope to see you um, somewhere on Wellspring social media. We'd love to get connected with you. See you guys.